Hello and welcome to podcast number one of the Video Production Academy podcast. Now this one's going to be a little bit different to the ones that follow on because today Ben and I are kind of interviewing each other. Yes we are and I can't wait. I'm going <laughs> to dig and dig until I get my answers. Oh that's, that, that's a concern. but we thought it was a good idea before we start to interview other people that actually we have that opportunity to for you to get to know us more I suppose is the better way to put it rather than thinking well who are these people that are interviewing other people so this is just our opportunity to introduce ourselves sounds good hello I'm Ben (laughs) and our work here is done thank you goodbye no problem (laughs) (laughs) you can tell from this that you know this kind of sets the tone that you know we're not super serious we don't get kind of wound up with things it's always fairly light-hearted and and a lot of fun yes and i think i mean that that the hi i'm ben thing has sort of been developed over time from lots of videos that we have done training stuff and some bizarre reason every time i introduce myself i'm hi i'm ben Now, these blooper reels are still in existence. And what it was is if you go to the Video Production Academy website, which is very nattily titled videoproductionacademy.co.uk, and you have a look at the introductory video that's there, that was about our 27th take. Mm -hmm. Because what happened is every time we'd start, I'd say, hi, I'm Lee from the Video Production Academy, and Ben would go, hi. I'm Ben. And I would set off laughing. And he'd be like, what? And it's like, sorry, I'm professional. Calm down. Do it again. He'd do it exactly the same way. And I think, was it four or five times? Mm, I think so. I could barely breathe for laughing. So that's where the hi, I'm Ben comes from. And it's thinking on arms and legs. So I'll actually be in the office at work. And the guys will come into the office and go, hi, I'm Ben. And we want T-shirts with hi, I'm Ben on it now. Yes, absolutely. And make sure that you get a perfect portrait. Absolutely. You know. With that, those that wonderful new glasses as well. I think we have yes. to do it with those wonderful new glasses. I'm definitely up for that. And I, I might actually do my hair because my hair is a nightmare today. Not that you'll be able to see it on the podcast. But well, they will I, if they're watching on YouTube you know. because this is uh, done in two different ways. So we do mm-hmm. one recording. And then the video version will go into a podcast playlist on YouTube. And then the audio version is going to go out via the standard network. So we're hoping for iTunes, Spotify and Google. But of course, it can take a little while to actually hit all three. But uh, yeah, that's certainly the plan is that it will go out on at least those three and hopefully more as time goes on. Brilliant. However, we digress. We do. Which we're very good at. So where should we start, Ben? Should we start with the history of the Video Production Academy? I think so, yes. Once upon a time. Yes, the Video Production Academy, I think, is a great place to start, Lee. Okay, so um, the Video Production Academy started in November of 2021. And the way that it came about is I own and run an IT business in Elgin. And it's all about the sales, servicing and repairs of IT equipment. And our main aim is to remove technology as a barrier. Now, my background originally is in the media and then in teaching. 
So what I found working with the customers there is people come in and say they're tech illiterate, they're tech idiots. And there's this weird idea that they're meant to understand technology without having any training. So you wouldn't get in a car and drive and expect to pass your driving test without having had lessons. You wouldn't expect to be grade eight in music without having lessons. You wouldn't expect to be able to run a marathon without having done training. So th there's this gap there between uh, people's use of technology and then actually them getting some training to be able to use it. So it becomes a tool rather than a barrier. So with that in mind, I started to do some training in, oh gosh, April, May of 2020, just after the UK went into lockdown. And the training was all about membership platforms. So this was ideal because the thing with lockdown was it showed that the business model that we were developing of in-person classes wasn't going to work because we didn't know how long this COVID situation was going to last. And, uh, you know, we're actually uh, recording this on the 9th of March. And so we are just two weeks away from it being two years from the first lockdown which is amazing. So on the back of that, the decision was made to do these tech academies. And we did a six month pilot project with the tech club, which quite frankly, didn't go particularly well. Actually, it didn't go well at all. Uh, I learned lots of ways how to not to do it. And then in the November, say of last year, we launched the Video Production Academy. And the idea with that one is to help tech stressed business owners create videos for the business so that they can feel confident on camera and effectively connect with their audience. So it's removing the technology that we have around us with the camera and the lights and the mic and you know computers and editing software and all the rest of it so they can get the most out of their business. So that's the history of it. I know certainly when you brought this idea to me as a concept, because I worked in education, I worked at the college lecturing in video and audio production. And it was kind of at the same time for us that we'd gone into lockdown as a college and we were completely shut down and everything was sort of online and, and, and virtual for us. And when you sort of brought this idea to me, it was it was kind of very new and very fresh and I, I was sort of like kind of engaging with my students on an online basis and I was used to that and I was happy to see myself on camera and look at myself and go yep that hair just needs adjusting there and then you know to be able to teach a subject that I'm passionate about and that I've worked in the industry for so many years but at the same time, working with a very different audience to students, I just thought it was absolutely genius. And I thought it was such a great way to sort of give businesses a, a, an instant impact into the power of video, but without having to spend thousands of pounds on lots of people coming in and taking over their, their shop or business space to produce a video. You know, it can be done by you. So it was such a great concept. It's fantastic. The thing that I realized was I was spending so much time online because I worked from home for, I think, around 22 weeks. It was a long time, that first lockdown. And so I was spending a lot of time online doing training and I was involved in a couple of different groups, which were really substantial size groups. I think one of them had 4000 members in the group. So it was a big group. And what I kept seeing was people saying, I'd love to do that, but I can't mm -hmm. because... And they can't because normally involved 
technology in some way. But the thing that I found and I think that I resonate with more is so often what's going on is people are saying, do you know, I, I don't think that I'm right for on camera. I don't like the way I look. I don't like mm-hmm. the way I sound. You know, I, I'm not Instagram perfect. Therefore, what I'm going to present isn't going to be good enough. And so I know that I went on a, a journey of discovery. And, and I know Ben will definitely confirm this. The first few Facebook lives I did and the first videos I did were incredibly wooden. And mm-hmm. I was panic struck. I had a physical response to being on camera, not nearly as comfortable as Ben. I'd go red face, sweaty palm, heart palpitations. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. And it took it took a while to actually get into the swing of it and relax and get as comfortable as Ben is now. Yeah, and the other thing that I noticed uh, for my 11-year-old son is just having a look at the people that he watches on on YouTube, which, to be fair, a lot of that video footage is just gaming that, that he watches. But, you know, you, you look at these people on camera, and yes, they're confident, but, you know, you, you think to yourself, but all they're actually doing is just talking naturally. And, you know, I sort of just learned to avoid looking at myself and just look at something else that's, you know, so right now, for example, I'm just looking at the tiny little light that's just on, on my webcam. So I'm not noticing anything about me. I'm just looking at my light as if I'm in an optician's. It's that funny. worked for me. They say that you should, anytime you're presenting, it should be like you're just talking to one person. And mm-hmm. I've heard that said before about just talking to the little light, which yep. I think is a brilliant way of doing it. Now, personally, I think so. I'm an introvert. And so talking in front of a group of people is my idea of nope. But talking to a camera, because it's an individual thing. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, it doesn't really talk back. So it's good. I'm a lot more comfortable with that. Yeah. I mean, I'd sort of had to learn, I guess, my confidence with my teaching because obviously I'm standing in front of a classroom full of students. I think the biggest audience I ever had was when I did a Why Harry Potter is Rubbish lecture, which lasted 45 minutes. And I think I lectured that in the hall at the college to a good sort of 50-odd students and they all hated me afterwards. I once had 120. Yeah. Wow. I I was teaching a long time ago. I actually finished teaching over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was my last time in the classroom. You don't realize how much time passes. And of course, you, it's like your skill set changes or at least your comfort level changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's different walking into a classroom with your class notes than it is walking into a room of people that you don't know and giving a presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Very it's much dynamic so. for sure. It is, it is. And I think it's, you know, I think we could happily say it's taken the world a lot of time to sort of get used to this way of working. Certainly from a business perspective, I would imagine, you know, millions of people are sat there going, no, I don't want another video conference, but it's kind of the way it's working. It's the way it's going. I think it's the way that it will continue to go as well. But I think there's definitely advantages too. Because when we were looking at doing in-person classes, we could maybe service 12 to 15 people at a time. Mm -hmm. So that would be one member of staff, 12 people for a finite amount of time. Now, the way that the Video Production Academy is structured is because it's bite-sized on-demand videos in courses, workshops, and a membership, 
we can literally service anybody in the world anywhere as long as they've got an internet connection and a way of watching the video. So we've got people that watch on mobile phone, we've got people that watch on laptop, and we literally have conversations with folks all around the world, which I find completely mm. amazing. And whether we have 10 people in the academy or whether we have 1,010 people in the academy, it works the same way because of people accessing the videos. So it's actually yeah. opened up the windows of opportunity for us as an organization so much further than we ever dreamed was possible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is an, an incredible thing, you know, I mean, the internet, you know, the fact that, that, that nowadays we can make a free phone call uh, to any country in the world. And, yeah. you know, the quality of that call is excellent. The quality of the video is excellent. And it's just a phenomenal time that we're living in at the minute that we can do all of this. It's incredible. I love it. I remember sending college my first email and the computer crashed when it received the message back. So it was like a hello, funny enough, hi, I'm Ben, probably, but in text format. And I sent that to one of my other students who was in the same room as me. He received it and sent one back and then the computer crashed. It's just like, that was great. I had a slightly surreal experience in a course that I did and it was based in California. So we had people on West Coast USA, East Coast USA. I was, I'm based in Scotland. We had people in Europe. So we had some people in the USA was morning. Some people it was lunchtime. I was early evening and then Europe was sort of later evening into the night. Then we had people from Australia and New Zealand and it was tomorrow. It mm -hmm. was five o'clock tomorrow morning and it blew yeah. my mind. Yes. It was yeah. just nuts to think that you're already in tomorrow. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But even now, I mean, in video production terms, you know, you you might have sort of had this, the, the same issue, Lee, when you were sort of training. You know, we, we were filming on a tape format and then after you've edited that footage onto another tape format, in terms of it being distributed to the world, it was literally post, post, you know, there was no kind of like instant, which is what we've got, got today, you know, you can sort of film something and then instantly within the space of a minute, publish that onto a platform and the world can see it. And it's phenomenal. Yeah. All from a mobile phone as well. And that I think is the, you know, the next sort of thing that's worth bringing up is the sort of power that we've now got in our hands that we use on a daily basis. We don't need big, massive cameras anymore, you know, just everything on a mobile, instant, done. That's it. I mean, I remember when I did my training, it was 31 years ago I did my training, and the cameras were a two-man lift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you had batteries that lasted, what, 30 to 45 minutes? something like that and then you would have a physical tape and it was tape to tape editing which was not fun to say the least and mm -hmm. very limited so we didn't even have the capacity to put astons on no we had to be creative with the way that we did titles so i remember doing a project about a fire station so we did the titles by printing because we just about had computers with printers at that stage printing uh -huh. off the title 
taking a cardboard box and having it so it was a tube, taping it to the front and setting fire to it from the back so it burned <laughs> up on screen. So we had to be creative with the way yeah. that we did it. And now, now personally, I have an iPhone, Ben's on Android, so we have a difference with that, which is great. But I can produce better quality videos with my phone than any of the equipment that I ever used, either at college or professionally, in an analog format. Mm. It's, yeah, it, 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 it's amazing how things have changed so dramatically. Because I've got, I mean, I've got an old cine camera up on the shelf up there. And I've also got some big studio cameras sat in here. And both of those, as amazing quality as they are, even today, they're still incredible quality. My mobile phone will produce higher quality video. And it's just... One of the things that I absolutely love about it, and I, I've described it as it as being a little bit punk, is the fact that anybody can do this now. Yeah. Because it yeah. used to be that you had no other option than to book in a media team. And now you're actually able to do this for yourself. Now, we do talk about using things like tripods and ring lights and microphones, but the reality is you can literally start off with a phone. You don't need anything mm -hmm. more than a phone to get going, and then you can build on it from there. I mean, today I'm in my home studio, so I'm recording on my laptop. I have a blue snowball mic, which I think was about 80, 90 pounds. I'm using a center cam, which is quite funky. That was a hundred quid. And I've got a ring light that was 35 pounds. So my setup, even in my home studio, which is better than just my phone, is still not expensive. This is how you do it just that bit better. Absolutely. For very little, you know, very little, if any money at all. And what we want to do with the Video Production Academy is give people those tools. So we have a range of workshops. We've got some freebie resources and that's at videoproductionacademy.co.uk forward slash resources. But we also have some low ticket workshops and we're developing more all the time. So the one that we're working on at the moment is the camera confident course. We've also got the magic content multiplier. So this is about just taking your video work up to the next level. And then mm -hmm. we have the membership as well, which is real. I suppose in some ways it's a coaching program where we're able to walk the journey with people because it's a new thing and it's different. And there's definitely a degree of handholding required at times, learning a new skill and just having somebody there to, to guide you with it. Yes, and you'll get to, to meet myself and Lee throughout that entire journey. And you'll get to hear me say, hi, I'm Ben on several <laughs> occasions. But, you know, it, it, it's it's a really easy to follow training course. It's accessible and, you know, it will change the way that you run, that you run your business and your marketing without any question. I think the funny thing is with, with Ben and I, and, and we're not related or connected in any way other than being colleagues, is we're like proud parents, that, that when the people that we work with create something that's good, we will champion them, I think, far more than actually the champion themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because we are we're just so incredibly chuffed that somebody did something, whether it's doing the first Facebook Live, which is a nerve-wracking experience, but worth doing because once it's done, it's done. Or whether it's producing uh, a, a course on video or, you know, whatever it is, we're just so thrilled when people take that step and, and achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. And you, once you've done it once, it, it honestly just becomes second nature. Yeah. 
just like these video talks that you have on a daily basis with your meetings, you know, th this all just becomes second nature. We end up not worrying at all about our hair. We end up not worrying about what we're wearing and things like that, you know. It did take a while to get to that. I remember being involved, like I said, in different groups and, and Zoom all of a sudden being such a big part of everyday life. Mm -hmm. And it was a way that you could meet with people. So a lot of times it was business related, but you could also meet with friends on Zoom. And the thing that made me laugh every time was because, of course, all the hairdressers were closed, was you'd go on to Zoom and all the ladies were checking out the roots and seeing what the roots were like. <laughs> yeah. And it cracked me up because it's like yeah. it's almost like being able to watch a two way mirror from the wrong side. Because they're seeing themselves on camera, sort of forgetting about the fact there's a dozen other people there going, I can see what you're doing. It's and it also I meant that, um, just talking from personal experience as well, it also meant that from a shop perspective, you just see my waist up so I could wear my pyjama bottoms. Which is fine Brilliant. until somebody actually stands up and walks away. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got to avoid that one without a doubt. Remember to switch your camera off as you walk away. So, Lee, can we ask then, where do you see Video Production Academy moving to at the moment? Because obviously we have the workshops there, we have the people can follow. What do you feel is the development for the Video Production Academy in the future? There's several different streams that it's taking. So the podcast is definitely one. The YouTube channel is definitely one, which we want to develop different tutorials and things because our aim is to get people making videos. And so we're going to create a lot of free content that is really useful. So we're always open to feedback as to what it is that you want to see. They have this thing they call the curse of knowledge, which is when you actually understand something at a certain level, it's very difficult to then think of it at a different level. So mm -hmm. because we've been doing this forever, it's difficult for us to think of uh, what people might need as beginners. So we're always open to feedback. So we've created some workshops that are around what we think that you will need from discussions that we've had with other people, but we're always open to that feedback as well. So there'll be more low ticket workshops that are anywhere between sort of seven and $27 and the membership and eventually coaching program as well, because both Ben and I are video educators and coaches. So we're available to develop strategy and things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm working on a book which uh, is very, very, very early days because I'm doing the podcast interviews and uh, they're, they're not recorded in sequence. I've done 10 already just because I've had that opportunity to, and I've literally been talking to people around the world and they have such amazing stories that I want to write a book that's about creating fantastic video for your business. And then these podcast interviews will be case studies and stories that's within that. So we've got lots and lots of different things what I would love to see happen is the Video Production Academy community growing at all levels. So we have the Facebook page, we have a Facebook group, and then we have the Video Production Academy itself. And I would love to see the Academy grow to like three figures and beyond. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the free group grow to four figures and five figures and beyond. Because I understand that not everybody that, that comes and has a look at what we do will work with us. And that's fine. That's the way that it works. It would be very strange if everybody that saw us did work with us. That's, that's not normal. So really, yes, we want to be creating fantastic content at all different levels to get people making videos. Mm, I yeah. want to see businesses creating those videos and getting them out there 
because I know what an amazing impact it will have on their business. I know what a difference it will make because I've seen it happen in my own business. You know, mm-hmm. with IT Central, we know that when we use video and when we use people in video, it makes a, a huge difference. So we can make a super duper, ridiculously expensive gaming computer that is just stunning to look at. It's whistles, bells, flashing lights, the works. And we'll put even a video up with it and we'll get maybe, I don't know, 250, 300 reach with it. See if we put a video up and it's one of the team goes through the roof. It can Mm. be seven to eight times as many views because people buy into people. Marketing is relational. And that's why video works so well because all of a sudden, you know that person. So I know uh, a friend of mine, Vic, he's uh, the whiskey minister and he does YouTube videos all the time. And he was out having a coffee one Monday morning and this guy walks up to him and says, Vic, the whiskey minister. Oh, it's great to see you. My name's Graham. And, and he was talking to him like he knew him. And this was just because he'd watched the YouTube videos, mm-hmm. walked into a coffee shop and saw Vic there. Now, that's not something that you can do. Well, you could do from a photograph, but you don't feel like you know somebody from seeing a photograph of them. And you don't from reading what they've written, but you do from seeing them in a, a video. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the odd things, and I, Ben, I'd be interested to see if you felt the same way. One of the things that really held me back from going in front of the camera was my working class flat vowel accent. I come from Northwest England <laughs> and from Lancashire, and you know I, I have vowels that are flatter than Norfolk. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, oh my goodness, why would anybody want to hear that? And it really stopped me hugely from being in front of the camera. And you see, talking to all these people getting ready for the podcasts, they're like, I love your accent. It's quirky, mm-hmm. it's cute, it's fun. I had one lady say to me, I, I just love the way that you speak. It's so soothing. I think I could just go to sleep if you read to me. So I think I should do Lancashire lullabies and, and do, you know, bedtime yeah, stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it took it, it took a huge thing. As I said about put my big girl pants on. It was a big deal for me to show up on camera. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm doing it and I'm getting the feedback from it, I'm finding out the things that I didn't like are exactly the things that other people do. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I don't know whether people have sort of noticed this about even just radio. If you if you listen to radio on a regular basis, but jump between a number of stations, you'll kind of notice that a lot of the presenters are sort of from a, a Yorkshire, northern, sort of, you know, that central belt of England. And I've never really figured out why that is. And I, I always thought it was just because of us northerners are kind of quite confident people and like the sound of our own voices. But when I was working in London, one of my clients came up to me and said, one of the only reasons I, I buy my equipment from you is because you are from Yorkshire and you have the most trustworthy accent I've ever heard. Oh, isn't that funny? And I then thought about that and I thought, well, is that a reason that people relate to, you know, this central bell accent on the radio? So what you're actually saying, Ben, is I'm Northwest, you're Northeast, it's our superpower. Mm -hmm. 
It is. I think I, I genuinely believe it is. And my accent's kind of gone since working in London for so many years. But it, I think an accent is an important thing. And it's something that we should be really proud of, no matter where we're from in the country. You know, whether you're from Essex, right? You know, it could be from Essex, now worries. Or whether you're from Australia and you kind of talk like that and it sort of goes a bit like this and that. It's about sort of just being yourself because people are going to be interested in you and your accent really helps with, you know, getting to know who you are and, you know, the fact that we might recognise it gives us a bit of interest into their, that person's background. You know, we want to know, oh, yeah, I've been to Australia. I wonder where they're from, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a really interesting one because I'm I'm always learning. I am mm-hmm. a perpetual learner. And I'm on a 30-day challenge at the moment. And it's one of the ladies that I interviewed. Quick shout out to Paige, Paige Killian. And she introduced me to this group that where I'm doing this challenge. Now, Paige is based out in California. She's a Southern Tennessee girl. And the lady who's her coach that's running this challenge is from Warrington, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So it took somebody from California to introduce me to somebody from my hometown. <laughs> it's just, like, <laughs> just bizarre. So I'm now on this course and there's a lady that's teaching the course that talks like me. It is mm-hmm. weird. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Because we're in a yeah. part of the country because we're in northeast Scotland and we have the fisher communities here that are the broadest Scots that you can imagine. It's the most wonderful accent. And I have been here for 17 years and I still only catch one word in four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually attempted to uh, to speak Doric at my wedding. Well, that was either brave or didn't, stupid. I'm not sure which. Didn't go down very well, but <laughs> I attempted it. I gave it, I think I got um, about 50% right. Well done. So I was kind of quite proud of that, but That's yeah, really good. don't speak to me in Doric yet. No. I'm still learning. I think one of the things that it. we can definitely say is the future podcasts, they, they sort of go into two different realms, if you will. I'll be doing interviews with business owners about how they've used video in their business and what impact it's had and what their journey was into it. Whereas Ben is going to be speaking to industry leaders, manufacturers and suppliers. Mm -hmm. So you'll see different episodes coming around. And that's why there's two of us that's doing it because we're taking two different strands with it. Yeah, I'm tech. I like tech. I'm people. I like people, but I think it's safe to say that future podcast episodes will not be as long as this one. No. And will be more structured than this one. But this is a good chat. And sometimes a podcast works without structure because it's, you know, we get on like a house on fire and we just talk and talk. And somewhere within that, there's some really, really useful sound bites. There's some nuggets (laughs) in there. There's some gold. There is. There are days where you definitely have to dig for it. Well, yeah, yeah. But not in this case. This no. You could just run this for 20 minutes. Probably. Absolutely. Just Well, try 40. It's all good. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm really excited for the future of this. I'm excited for the podcast and to see where it leads. I am having a blast talking to different people all over the place. Mm-hmm. So far, I've spoken to people in China, through the UK, 
the US and Canada. And that's I'm I'm only 10, 10 interviews in. And it's just brilliant. I'm loving it. But I'm particularly looking forward to seeing where the Video Production Academy goes as we move forward that mm-hmm. with that as well. And, and really keen for people's feedback and people's input. So if you ever want to find us, just look for Video Production Academy because on Instagram, we are Video Production Academy. On Facebook, we are Video Production Academy. Twitter's slightly different. I didn't have another, uh, enough letters. So I think that's Video Prod Acad. It's a bit different, but, you know, website Video Production Academy. I think you get the gist there. With So you can find us all over the place. And that's why the, the podcast title isn't the most clever that we could have done, but we wanted you to know that it's us. And that's what this is all about. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We hope that you will tune in every week for future episodes as well, that you subscribe, that you review the episodes, that you give us feedback, because we want to serve you. The reason Mm -hmm. that we are here is to serve you and to be able to get it so that you can make videos for your business. That's the important thing to us. So if there's any way in which we can help, just reach out and get in touch with either myself or Ben, and we'd love to have that conversation with you. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it on. I mean, I've been in video production now since the age of 15, so heck knows how many years that is, and and Lee yourself, you know, 30-odd years, 20-odd years? 31 years. 31 years. So we've, you know, we've done it, we've been there and we're now working with mobile devices. So we have the knowledge and we have the skills to help you. And where we don't, it's something that we don't know, we know somebody that will. And so we have this huge network of support and, you know, this is people that we're bringing in for interviews and things as well. So don't be feared of asking the question because if we don't know, we'll tell you that we don't know and then we'll go and get the answer from somebody else. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening and I hope you've enjoyed this chatter. <laughs> the chatter. The chatter. And apologies for my printer going off in the background, wireless printers. Well, we look forward to seeing you in future podcasts, whether you catch us in audio only or if you catch us on the YouTube channel. But I think it's a good time for us to say goodbye now. I think it's a very good time to say goodbye and good evening. So it is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.